You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Oh, my fellow adventurers. I'm exploring the ruined city of Tarn. And to the south, you see a crude, recently erected structure of stone and timber. Who or what could be in there? Only one way to find out. In we go. As you approach the newly erected structure, curious and more than a bit apprehensive about what may lurk within, you're suddenly confronted by two axe-wielding mountain goblins. The vicious humanoids thrust their weapons at you and snarl as they brazenly step out of the building's tall, roughly square entrance. Let him enter, rumbles a deep, powerful voice from somewhere within the structure. Your pulse quickens upon hearing the words, for the voice cannot possibly be either human or goblin. At once, the two goblins set aside, step aside, and lower their weapons. I can use divination before I step in. It succeeded. You sense a powerful aura of evil surrounding the structure, and the entity that resides within. You also sense the entity from which the aura animates is a being of great power. Proceed into the structure. The moment you step into the interior of the makeshift structure, your eyes fall upon an unexpected and terrifying sight. Seated on the massive, on a massive chunk of stone in the middle of a newly risen building, is a broad, grey-skinned, muscle-laden frame, frame covered in part by a patchwork of animal pelts. It is a glowing stone troll. The fearsome creature grins, 
exposing a mouthful of jagged, dagger-like thangs and knots. There's a link for scrolling trolls. One of the more elusive and fearsome creatures that still inhabit the remote wilds of the Norse North Broadlands is the intelligent and sinister stone troll. Larger than most other types of trolls, and far more intelligent, though no less savage, these creatures are usually found alone. Often in control of some desolate, uninhabited domain, stone trolls frequently employ goblins and ogres to perform tasks they consider beneath them. They despise all other species of trolls. It should be noted that stone trolls innately project a powerful aura of anti-magic, making it all but impossible to wield spells against them. Uh, to take note of that, you can't use spells against it if it comes to blows. The Conqueror of Tarn has had a good grace to come before me, he says. The fine quality of, of the speech carried forth on his deep, rumbling voice, serving to remind you of the extraordinary intelligence common to this rare and sinister variant of Trolldom. It is certainly more pleasant here, with the effort you've put forth to clear this scattered place of the vermin that scurry through its rubble. The Halagrom are of interest, of course, but there is little enough I may hope to use them for. You're about to speak and boldly ask the stone troll what it is he wants and what he's doing in the ruins when you spot something lie on the ground at his feet. The gruesome object that captures your attention sends an involuntary shudder through you, resting at the tip of the largest of the black clawed toes that extend from his wide, leathery skin foot, his decaying head, the mounting goblin assassin that attacked you in the ruins, the creature you subsequently and rightfully put to death. I should be very, very angered beyond reason at the horrible, horrible death suffered by such a dear and devoted soul, says the troll, shifting slightly in his, as his fierce yellow eyes narrow and focus, focus on the head at his feet. However, had I known it was not the thief he stalked, I might have called off the hunt. The stone troll rises from the rock upon which he has been seated and assumes his full towering height of no less than a dozen feet. Blimey, he's tall! Slugged at his side, swaying from a thick vine belt, is an iron-capped wooden mallet. I am Auction, Lord of the High Mail, some ways west of here. Perhaps you've heard of it. I doubt very much you've ever tread there. I simply wouldn't have allowed you to. Meekly sense that the tones, tone and words have been carefully chosen what can only be an attempt to goad you into confrontation. What the fearsome creature says next, however, causes you to rethink your initial assessment. I can plainly see that the master of lies has already ensnared another fly in his web, he grumbles. 
his face twisting into a sinister grin, as his eyes narrow into a little more than blazing yellow slits. The thief who told you his tired tale of woe, a man I think they've long called the snake, has preyed upon your compassion to win your favour. He knows no wife, and certainly no dying child. He will take from you that which you wish your life to obtain. Then he will dispense with you. He has never left these ruins. He is likely still watching your every step, waiting, longing for the moment you close your fingers upon the treasure he seeks. Oxytwin snarls and folds his massive arms across his fur-clad chest. His eyes widen and he glares at you. Realise the mighty stone troll is awaiting response to what you just told him. What he just told him. He just told you, that is. Realise that Orkutin is of curse with Orin to Laragar. The thief you encountered in the ruins, following your battle with the goblin assassin. It's also evident the treasury makes mention is of the red stone wing you learned about from Laragar. Divination first. Succeeded. You sense that at least some of what Orkin has told you is true. You also sense he's revealed this information to suit his own purposes. Hmm. hmm. What could he have told you that's true? You tell Orkin and he do not believe what he said. It is no concern to me what you choose to believe, he growls. But you are a fool to ignore what is meant to serve as a timely warning. Orkutin retakes his seat on the chunk of stone upon which he has been seated when you entered. He places his massive black clawed hands on his knees and stares down at you. A look on his face, one of unbridled derision. I take no pleasure in dealing with your species, human. He says, and yet I am fascinated by your willingness to boldly seek our peril, rather than hide within the walls erected by your fathers, or cower behind the shields touted by your soldiers. You, once so brazen, could be of use to me, and perhaps find yourself duly rewarded for your trouble. What might you say? To such an arrangement, Zoop. For some reason, you're not surprised the stone troll knows your name, though the sound of it passing from beneath his cracked grey lips leaves you with a gnawing, unsettled feeling. Mm. The thing is, I, I don't know what he intends to do with that wing, but I'm... Oh, I'm Certain it's a bad thing. I mean, I think the worst that Lokar could do with the wing is just sell it and become incredibly wealthy. And which, quite frankly, isn't all that bad. It's not like he's actually stealing from anyone alive. 
And really, that and that wing might eventually make its way into the hand of someone who can use it. And yeah, okay, so he may try to betray me. He may not. Not sure about that. If he does, I'll, I'll just, I'll just take face that problem when it comes. So I will promptly refuse his offer. The cold troll grins. The, the mighty stone troll grins wickedly as you boldly announce you have no intention of entering any agreement with him. He closes his eyes and exhales sharply. You should leave. Now, he growls. Leave before you are made to regret your insolent display and do not return here. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to remain where I am. Your refusal to leave enrages Ultron. The fearsome stone troll leaps to his feet and stretches wide his fang-filled jaws, unleashing an ear-shattering bellow that shakes the walls of the unsteady structure. Okay, yep, yep, he's a bad guy. I mean, he could have just picked me up and moved me. He's just that tall. But no, no, straight to murder. I mean, yeah, even if I do work for him, he'll probably go straight to murder once I have the wing. You know, just in, just in the off chance that I might not deliver it. He realises that a savage attack is imminent, and that once auctioning is upon you, it will be impossible to flee. Hold your ground and engage Ultrin. Now, the thing is, he's a troll, which means it's time to equip the engraved troll bunt. That has lowered my MR a lot, but it was going to be 18 plus no matter what I do. Hold my ground and engage him with a, with a savage, deafening war. The fearsome stroll troll, stone troll lunges at you, swiping out with his deadly black claws. It's Orkton. He's very large and very angry and very much going to eventually die. As I knew, this is an 18 plus roll. So regular attacks will barely do anything. Magical attacks will barely do anything. But there is, as usual, the last resort item, the Wand of Dragonfire. The engraved troll bunt, 20MR versus this enemy, of course that didn't help. A deafening roar fills the air as a powerful breath of fire explodes from the tip of your iron wand. Your enemy is consumed by the ravaging flames taking 242 points of damage. That brings it down to less than half health. Hawkwitching war, war shakes the walls as he swipes at you with his deadly black claws. The savage stone troll's black claws tear into your flesh. Alright, going to use the 20s. Ooh, bont! I just bonted you! For executed a masterful downstroke with the troll bont for 12 damage. 
Another 20. I need some bonts. Bonts are my only possible way of surviving this. That all. Come on. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Okay, I'm going to use the quick stone. Okay, I think he's just, just too much damage. 50, easily 50 damage in a round. Now, I think I want to take this guy down. I'm going to have to wait for the Wand of Dragonfire to recharge. I mean, I could get lucky, but... Oh, yeah, I did another bond, but that was for only nine damage. Not, not nearly enough. Yeah, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to wait. I'm going to have to wait for the Wand of Dragonfire to recharge. Till then, pausing. And it's recharged. A deafening roar fills the air as a powerful breath of fire explodes from the tip of your iron wand. Your enemies consumed by the ravaging flames, taking 167 points of damage. And then I swing my troll bond at the pile of ashes, just because <laughs> I was just really into this. I have slain this foe. 524 XP. And then there's 1024 XP to general. And 512 XP to all skills and powers. Which is very nice. With a final deafening bellow. The mighty stone troll crashes to the ground. Forcing you to leap back. To avoid being crushed beneath its toppling bulk. Breathless, with your face streaked with blood, sweat and grime. You stand victoriously over the corpse of the savage stone troll lord. The sound of many feet passing over the stony ground outside the structure. Said your pulse racing. Half expecting to face an onslaught of Okratron's goblin minions, you turn to face the entrance to the building, only to see a large band of, of the dreadful creatures fleeing wildly from the building and spilling into the ruined streets of Tarn. Yeah, that, that's probably what you should do. I suggest you go back to wherever it was that you were before Okratron took control of you. No matter of moments, each and last go and each and every last goblin that served the fearsome stone troll is gone, leaving you alone with the corpse of the savage beast who for so long commanded their allegiance. Let's just see what he's got now. You carefully search Ultron's remains and discover only his massive hammer which is far too large for you either to carry or wield, and a worn leather bag tagged, tied to the vine belt that still encircles his waist. You're surprised and delighted to discover the bag contains a large amount of gold and, more importantly, a small quantity of adventure tokens. You, you quickly take possession of both the gold and the adventure tokens. So I've got 
1,276 gold and 8 adventure tokens. And all I had to do was kill an incredibly tough guy. Who's, tri who's twice my height and probably about 20 times my weight. Seated behind a large chunk of rock upon which the stone troll has been seated, you find a wooden box. Inside the box, hidden beneath a misshapen false bottom, you should have done better with that, you discover a silver amulet. The solid and square amulet bears engravings on each side that depict a wither running through a forest. This is the Pathfinder's silver amulet. Alright, it's got two melee rating, two stamina points, requires 60 woodmanship, 10 body and 10 spirit. It also boosts body and spirit by two. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be that incredible, but that's to be expected. You can't, <laughs> I mean, that'd be ridiculous just having one of the best amulets in the game just near this guy, not even at the end of a quest. The silver amulet bears an engraving on each side that depicts a wither running through a forest. At last, satisfied you haven't looked overlooked anything of importance, you, put, uh, you turn and prepare to step out of the building. It's that precise moment you realise you're no longer alone. Standing in the large doorway that looks out onto the ruined street, its broad flame filling, filling much of the void, is a snarling, leather-clad mountain goblin. The axe-wielding goblin warrior, his head capped by an iron-banded helmet, snorts loudly and holds out his left hand expectantly. Give me the amulet, human, he growls. You immediately realise this vicious creature blocking your path is demanding you hand over the silver amulet you just acquired. Your every instinct tells, tells you the goblin warrior is a formidable foe, so I can give him the amulet, and after I went through all that effort to get it, he hasn't even given me a reason. I mean, the implied reason is, give it to me, or I will, I will attack you with my axe. But does he really think that's a threat if I just took down a stone troll? Probably not. He's probably not thinking straight. No, you're not getting the amulet. Or I could just attack him straight away. You know, though, just get straight to the point. Refuse. Your bold refusal elicits a swift and angry response from the goblin warrior. The axe-wielding mountain goblin steps forward and repeats his demand, this time levelling his deadly blade at you as he speaks. Now, look, look, I mean, if you'd asked nicely, I might have considered it. But now that you're going, now you're doing, but now you're doing quite open death threats rather than just implied death, death threats. This is your last chance, human, he snarls. Give me the amulet. No, 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 I'm contrary, no. 
The Oseku refusal is met with a savage swipe of the goblin warrior's axe. You leap back, narrowly dodging the deadly stroke, and swiftly draw yourself into a defensive stance as you attempt to fend off his furious stroke. Time for the goblin doom. Because he's a goblin, and I'm pretty certain he's scaled. Begin combat. I will kill him. Yep, five ex five extra MR. Oh, oh, he's he's not scaled. He just happened to be in the orange zone. Uh, well, the goblin huntsman hacks at you with his axe. Oh, he's nine plus now. Anyway, I think I think he was tougher because I was wielding a weaker weapon and no shield. But no no problem here. I'll just bash him. Hacks at you with his axe. Obviously, after a stone troll, he is easy peasy lemon squeezy. And he falls down. Dead, that is. He's dead. 73 XP. The chilling death cry of the godlin huntsman echoes along the deserted street. You step back from the bloodied remains of your foe and wipe the sweat from your brow as you attempt to catch your breath following the brutal fight. A search of the goblin's remains reveals only a small quantity of gold and his axe. That's 17 gold and an exceptional war axe, which I will, of course, sell at some later time. You know, off-screen, because shopping is quite boring. After dragging the goblin's corpse behind a tall pile of rubble, you check over your equipment before once again setting off on your way through the ruined city. Okay, and checking there again, this newly erected structure is empty. It was there that you encountered and subsequently slew the mighty stone troll, Uktrin. A quick search turns up nothing of any particular interest. You leave the building and head north. And that, that's, that's everything that seems to be happening in Tarn for now. I'll pause to see if anything else turns up on this one. Uh, if nothing turns up on this one, I'll, I'll stop and save. And then this isn't quite enough for a full part. So we'll add, we'll add the next part onto this later. Ah, just check the wiki, and it turns out I could have got another 480 from giving that amulet to the goblin. Oh, well. Okay, I've just found something new in the lower level. I'm in the northeast corner, and to the east, you can see impenetrable darkness, filling a newly revealed passage. Obviously, I'm going to go down there. Throughout you step into the passage to the east, your trusted light source goes dark, leaving you enveloped in an impenetrable gloom. You're certain that this corridor extends further eastward, though you realise there is no telling what, what may lurk in the darkness ahead. Head further along the dark passage, of course. As you move further into the inky blackness of the corridor, you become aware of faint 
unsettling noises all around you. Widgets, hisses, and the unmistakable sounds of things unseen, slivering and scraping, quickly fill you with inexplicable and profound fright. You're certain that the noises are magical in nature, and are intended to deter any who might attempt to transverse the passage. This passage. But such rationalizations, rationalizations do little to quell the fear rising within you. You struggle to conquer the deepening dread that threatens to consume you. Pick a number. Got a bonus of 40. 20 from spirit, 10 from mind, 10 from aura. Get 54 or more, or I will run away. Success. 8xp to general with 83. You manage to stave off the effects of the powerful sense of dread that even now tears at your psyche to taking a couple of moments to exhale and, sh- and slow your rapidly beating heart. You once again proceed into the darkness ahead. As you move further into the inky blackness of the corridor, you become a where a faint, unsettling noises all around you, whispers, hisses, and unmistakable sounds of of things unseen, slivering and scraping, fill you with inexplicable and powerful might. It's the same thing again. You struggle to conquer the deepening dread that threatens to consume you. Pick a number, bonus of 40. 20 from spirit, 10 from mind, 10 from aura, Need 58 or more. Pick now. Failure. No longer able to stave off the effects of the powerful sense of dread that now continues to tear at your psyche. You turn and swiftly retreat along the dark corridor. Oh, and a Halgrim has just turned up. Just going to bash that. Yep. 72 experience from that. Another Halgrim, bash that. Another 72 experience. This time, I heal before going in here, so I have lots. And now the thing, this, this series of checks, it works like the checks to get the first Dreadstone. So you cannot, I won't be able to try again until I do another Tarn one. But that's okay. I'm going to be doing lots of Tarn ones. After all. There is a certain item on a plinth I've got to get. Jets of Flame. Shadow Magic. You call upon your power of shadow magic. And watch as several broad bands of gloom peel away from the floor. And instantly form a protective arc over you. The flames wash harmlessly over the barrier created by the shadows. The fire retreats, leaving only a thin, dissipating cloud of smoke in its wake. When at last you feel it's safe to continue, you once again resume your movement along the passage. So, to the north, you can see a small circular chamber. It's the plume. It's that slab of stone where I found the amulet last time. Examine it again. Nothing of any particular interest. Maybe next time. Alright, open the door. 
380 fork spoons to general, 64 tall skills and powers to Tarn Hearn, who awaits me below when I finally get there, that is. Okay, I got slightly more experience this time. 512 to general, 128 to all skills and powers. And that, that is that. It's not quite enough for now. Once again, I'm going to stop here and going to add this, the next bit, onto this bit to make more, to make a, a larger Tarn episode. Stop. I am once again in the lower ruins of Tarn. First thing first, let's see if I can get through the shadows this time and face whatever is on the other side of them. Alright, head for the moment you step into the passage to the east, your trusted light source goes dark, leaving you enveloped in an impenetrable gloom. You're certain this corridor extends further eastward. The realize there's no telling what may lurk in the darkness ahead. Head further along the dark passage. As you move further along, the inky blackness of the corridor become aware of faint unsettling noises all around you whispers hisses and the unmistakable sounds of things unseen slivering and scraping fill you with inexplicable and profound fright you're certain the noises are magical in nature and were intended to deter as a deterrent to any who might attempt to transverse this passage but such rationalization does little to quell the fear rising within you. You struggle to conquer the deepening dread that threatens to consume you. Pick a number. Bonus 40. Need 54 or more. Success. 8xp. On to the next one. 40 or success. Bonus 40. Need 58. Success. Another 8xp. Now I need 62, success. Now I need 66, failure. Oh well, oh well. Someday, someday I will get through that tunnel. But, this time, there's another thing to the south. There's some sort of question mark on the corridor, on on the corridor between the northern and southern corridors. What could it be? Well, we'll find out right now. Suddenly, a faint white glow suddenly stouts through the gloom ahead and immediately freeze in mid-step as the glowing apparition of an old woman appears in the centre of the passage. The ghostly woman makes no sound but motions for you to approach. Approach the apparition. We are trapped below, whispers the floating apparition of the old woman as you draw near. The Tarnhurn uses our power, even after death, to fill these halls with his malicious creations. 
you must free us and destroy his chamber of stars. There's to be any. Oh. So that's that's how that's how Tarn gets the power to keep resetting and keep building all those holograms and keep that fountain working. The ghost voice trails away and the image flickers briefly before disappearing altogether. You suddenly become aware of a lurking presence in the shadows to your right. You spin to your right and find yourself face to face with the same frail, woed figure you previously encountered elsewhere in the ruins. The Tarn Hearn! The shadowy figure raises his cowled head, revealing the sunken, drawn face of a middle-aged man. The Tarn Hearn scowls. At this moment, his entire form briefly flickers. You suddenly realise you are standing before an image of the sinister Master Mage. Only death awaits you below, hisses the sinister apparition of the hooded sorcerer. You trespass in my halls. Leave and never return here. The Tarnhorn's image flickers rapidly for several seconds. You sense he is about to attack. It's about to vanish. That is, attack the Tarnhorn's image. You move to strike the flickering image of the Tarnhorn. The sinister mage raises his bony arms and urges a powerful surge of neveral energy towards you. So, I can continue where I'll presumably try to dodge. I can do shadow magic or fortification. I'll give fortification a shot. It succeeded. You channel your power of fortification and a glowing field of green sparkles takes form in front of you. The wave of negative energy strikes your magical barrier and dissipates harmlessly. Determined to prevent the Tarnhorn's image from unleashing another surge of negative energy, you leap forward and attack the sinister mage's ghostly apparition. It's the Tarnhorn's image, and I begin combat with it. I will use the power of... What should I use? I will use Sustained Decay. And then, more sustained decay. Okay, oh, he's resisting. Can't use a resistible one. Maybe, sword of thought. Nope. You can resist that. I'll use summon of gating. Yes. Yes, the sustained power effect will last three more rounds. I have summoned a neveral entity. Decimates the foe for... For 22 damage. The ghastly image of the Tarnhorn reaches out for you. That's the standard attack. The Tarnhorn's image waves his bony hand and you feel drained. For 9 damage. Alright, the neveral entity helps boost my MR. 
Time to summon another entity. Greater Nevor entity. It attacks my foe. Sometimes it attacks. Sometimes it boosts my melee rating. The Tarn's arms, Tarnholm's image waves his bony hand and you feel your body stiffen. You've been paralysed by powerful magic and were unable to act next round of combat. Fortunately, my greater never entity can act and does. It's 19 damage. And then it boosts my NV. Well, I'm really liking these Nevoir entities. You can get two fun boosts. Now, this one's ending. Time to summon another one. Twenty-two damage. Twenty MR boost. Oh, I just went into battle wage, doing thirty-nine damage because it was boosted by a greater demon, which I summoned. And now, it is now it is slain. Or whatever it is. 138 XP. 121 of that to gating. The Tarnherm's image flickers rapidly for several moments before vanishing. In the wake of the apparition's sudden disappearance, you feel somehow different. You encounter with the ghostly image of the Tarnherm has had a dramatic, unseen effect on you. Your melee rating has been permanently increased by one. And that is very, very nice. So I've got put on my good equipment, and it's now up to 219. And it's going to keep rising, because I've got more stuff to do. Okay, silver column, heal there, right, past these flames I will use a, a fortification, it has failed, your agonised scream echoes on the length of the corridor as the flames wash over you, scorching your flesh, 27 damage, despite the damage you suffered, you manage to stagger out of the mist of the deadly fire. The flames slowly retreat, leaving only a thin, rapidly dissipating cloud of smoke in your wake. When at last you feel it's safe to continue, you once again resume your movement along the passage. Alright. Step in here in the column of silver mist. Leave the chamber. Now, what is on this broad stone slab? The previous time I found part of the amulet, and this time... Alright, your eyes are immediately drawn to a small object, lying in almost the exact centre of the stone slab. You lean down and examine the amulet, and discover it's a fragment of an engraved bone amulet. You reach down and pick up the amulet shard. View it. Alright, just got to get two more of those fragments. And then um, something will happen. Something very nice. 
Alright, leave it. 384 general, 64 skills and powers. On to the main quest reward. Ooh, you hear something wattening about among your possessions. That's a new thing. It's a blue stone orb. This small, pale blue stone orb mysteriously appeared among your possessions following your trek through Tarn. You certainly must serve some purpose. Now, apparently, you need to get three of them to get something. Something which is quite nice. And can, and can, leave, and can go up to being very nice. Alright, 512 experience general. 128 to all skills and powers, 1,088 to general, and also a battle marker. Alright, and I, and this, that's Tarn done for now. Okay, once more, I'm heading into the dark. There's the check. Bonus 40, 54. Pass. 40, 58. That passes, 8 XP, 40, 50, 62, pass, another 8 XP, 40, 66, success, another 8 XP, I think this might be the last check, it might not, Fourth bonus of 40, 70, failure, oh well. Well let's at least see if that that slab will contain anything this time. Shadow magic to get past the flames. Some of the stone slab. Nope, nothing of any particular interest. Oh dear. And, uh, and I quit without saving and, and lost one. Lost one where I did find it. Oh, uh, yeah, get the XP. Oh, but I did get the blue stone orb, at least. Which is good. I have two of them. Let's just... Let's just get somewhere we can save. And uh, save. Okay, next time we'll... Continue this episode by still going to Tarn and trying to get through those shadows and trying to get all those amulet fragments and stop. Okay, everybody, I'd finally passed all the checks we need to get to get through that dark corridor, and I've just gained 64 experience to general, and that's on top of the the several groups of eight experience I got to get there. Suddenly, the total darkness that fills the passage lifts, and your light flares back to life, revealing a stone arch just ahead, and what appears to be a chamber beyond. You're standing before a tall stone arch, the end of a dark passage. Peering through the arch, you can see a large... Large chamber lit by an eerie green glow. Step into the chamber. You step into a large chamber beyond the arch and immediately confronted by a savage 
echoing down, sliding across the stone floor towards you. From the star f- far side of the chamber is what appears to be a massive black-shelled snail, a bright green glow, much more g- vivid than the greenish hue that bathes the rest of the chamber, animates from the creature as it surges in your direction. Suddenly, four long tentacles emerge from beneath the snail creature's shell and begin weaving in a dizzying pattern as the beast draws near. The bear-sized tentacle beast stretches wide its head, its broad fang-filled mouth, and unleashes a second bellow, a deafening roar that shakes the walls of the chamber. This fearsome creature will be upon you in only a few moments, so I could run, or I could hold my ground and engage, engage the fierce creature. Now, obviously, I'm not going to flee from a snail, even if it is a very, very large, very, very magical snail. So I'm going to fight it. The tentacled snail beast surges forward and attacks, lashing out at you with its talon-tipped ten- tendrils and snapping at you with its powerful fang-filled jaws. Begin combat against the tentacled snail beast. The savage snail creature lashes out at you with its talon-tipped tentacles. Snail creature going to a battle wage. This was this creature snangs its fang, snaps its fang-filled jaws at you. Right. The, t- the snail creature takes hold of you with one of its deadly tentacles and hurls you into the ground. Well, that's embarrassing. Take that, bash, bash. It hurls me into the ground again for 3 damage. Bash, 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 bash. Bash, 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 bash. Bash, bash, hurls me to the ground again. And... Now it is slain. 138 combat experience. Then 512 experience to general. And 64 experience to all skills and powers. With a final roaring, bellowing roar that shakes the chamber. The fearsome snail beast collapses to the floor and expires. As its massive shell torso shudders one last time. Four tentacles weave about for several moments before becoming still. You take several minutes to catch your breath as you stare down at the hideous remains of the slain, the savage creature. So, checking over your equipment, you make a quick search of the beast's lair and are surprised to find a stone chest resting amidst a pile of debris against the far wall. The chest is not locked. You throw back its list and discover an odd assortment of items tucked away in the container. So just some loot. Gonna take it all. Some of it's pretty nice. So I can sell it later for cold hard cash. Also Oh dear, oh dear, I seem to be fully stopped. 
Well, I'm going to drop this scythe. Going to drop two iron, sturdy iron staffs. Alright, between them I should have enough room to pick up a few things. Alright, anything else I can drop. It's going to make a bit more room. I'm going to sell this broadsword. Drop the broadsword. Pick up an exceptional longsword. Also, 24 gold. Very bottom of the chest, you find a small wooden box. It contains some adventure tokens. Eight, to be precise. Beneath the box, you discover a fragment of an engraved bone amulet. You reach down and pick up, pick up the amulet shard. There's one more piece to find. Satisfied, there is nothing else to be found here. You step away from the stone chest and secure your newfound possessions before turning and making your way out of the chamber. Ooh, a Hulkum. Alright. Bash those. Okay. Now I'm rushing over to the end of this the end of the small this section of the dungeon. Past this. Yep, yeah, pass past the flames with shadow magic. Now checking the plinth, checking the stone slab. Your eyes are immediately drawn to a small object lying in almost the exact centre of the stone slab. Reach down and examine the item. Discover it's a fragment of an engraved bone amulet. You reach down and pick up the amulet shard. This is, this is a small, jaggy piece of bone. It's one part of a circular amulet. You have all four fragments of the engraved bone amulet. Okay, I've got all four pieces of that. Open the door. Get the experience for that. Alright. 512 experience to general, 128 to all skills powers, 1088 to general, get a battle marker. Okay. Now, last time, a bit back, we managed to get all three of the bluestone orbs. Now, there's a place you can visit in Fangwidge. Where you can make use of them. I haven't discovered it yet, so I'm gonna pause it until I do. Okay, I found the place. You made special note of this location, a free eyed stone idol, and you may return to it in the future whenever you explore Fangridge. In a basin of a tangled veil, just off the eastern shoulder of Fangridge, discover a large, half buried stone idol. The towering Towering a hideous recreation. Towering structures, weak, hideous recreation of some hulking three-eyed beast. Bears several cryptic markings across its lined brow. Above the eyes, just above the markings, are three small hollows. You easily discern that at one time something was set into each of the circular impressions. Now, you're... you're now, 
I happen to know that it's these blue stone orbs that go there. This pale blue stone. Stone orb mysteriously appeared in your appeared amongst possessions following your trek through time. You're certain it must serve some purpose, and here it is. Use it now. The moment you place a third of your three blue stone orbs into impressions on the idol, a bright bright white glow begins to radiate from the ancient three-eyed monument. The bright glow rapidly fades, and you're left feeling exhilarated and rejuvenated in its wake. 256 experience to all skills and powers. Curiously note that three, three blue orbs you placed in the impressions on the idol are gone. So, every time you get your blues, get three blue stone orbs, you can take it here to for all skills and powers reward. Let me just check. Yeah, you, I've checked, and you can get up to one thousand and twenty-four experience to all skills and powers, which is very, very nice, especially since it's. Something that you can reliably, if not consistently, get a shot at. And of course you were getting a lot of old skills and powers experience while you were getting it too. So, it definitely makes Tarn even more valuable as a grind spot. Well, of course, you managed to you know, unlock content on your first dozen or so runs. Which is also good. So this this is this is near the end of the Tarn stuff, and that's enough stuff for this episode. And so for now, farewell, fellow adventurers. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.